Wow. That was, I mean, come on. That was so inspiring. Um, Angela, if they wanted to see your artwork, do you have a website? Yes, I do. What is it? Just a minute. So www.art, the number four, spaces.com. I did that for the sake of the um, podcast as well. So, okay. Art four, number four, spaces.com. Wow. I can't think of a better way than than that to just tell you to go after your dreams. You know, so... Um, so I'm going to move on to saying, okay, you got dreams inside of you, go after them. What do you do? How do you partner with God? That's where I'm planning to go here. Here we go. So we're going to turn to Luke. We're going to turn to Luke chapter five, because how do you partner with God? That's what I want to get at for a minute here. By the way, tonight, you probably already see over here, we're going to end with communion, and I'm really excited about it because um, we're going to use that for you to agree with all that's in you, Christ in you. Um, Luke chapter 5. I'm actually just going to read this story. All right, starting with verse 1. Now, it happened that Jesus was standing one day by the lake of Gennesaret, with the crowd pressing around him, listening to the word of God, when he caught sight of two boats at the water's edge. The fishermen had got out of them, and they were washing their nets. So he got into one of the boats, it was Simon's, who later is Peter, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Now I want to stop right there, for starters, um, and say that, isn't it interesting that Jesus kind of, kind of um, thought he had permission to just use Simon's stuff, you know? Hey, I'm just going to get in your boat. Um, but isn't it interesting, what Engela just said, is that the Lord is going to use what he already gave you. That boat didn't belong to Peter, it belonged to Jesus. Everything belongs to him. We don't have anything apart from him. So I want to stop right now and say, when you're going after your dreams, he's going to use what he already gave you, and it's actually his prerogative to do so. But he still wants to get our permission. He wants us to get involved. So he says to Simon, hey, would it be cool, would you push me out? You good with that? So he's getting him involved already, okay, in the process here. All right, so then he sat down and he taught the crowds from the boat. Now, you guys know the rest of the story already. I'm not, I, I don't think I'm going to like, this isn't going to be a spoiler, but later on they get a bunch of fish, okay? But Peter doesn't know that yet. But the reason why I'm bringing, stopping right here and bringing this up is because what I see in this is Jesus saying to Peter, Hey, Peter, how about we take care of people first? And then I will take care of you like crazy. See, that's we're here to make a big difference, right? In the lives of people. What are God's treasures? People. It's, it's, we're, his children are his treasures. He wants us to have his heart. So when we're going after dreams, it's not for financial gain. 
it's not for a lot of it, not for, you know, so that people notice me and all, all kinds of other things. That's not actually the reason why he wants you to go after your dreams. He wants you to go after your dreams so that you make the different, a difference in the lives of a lot of people, so that you help people with what you're wired to do, with why you're here on the earth. Okay? So, um, I'm going to get back to that money thing in a minute, but, but that's, of course, the goal is not, is not wealth. That's not the goal. Now he says, when he had finished speaking, when Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, I want you to put out in the deep water, and I want you to throw your nets out for a catch. And Simon replied, Master, we worked hard all night long, and we caught nothing. Um, I'm going to keep just jumping off of things Engel has said. She said, you can go ahead and duke it out with God. That's what she said. She said, you know what? You're going to have to wrestle with God. And you know what? He can take it. Peter is doing some massive complaining here. He's, he wants, you know, he should have a little cheese with his wine. Right? <clears throat> but, it's, but he's being real. He's like, oh, come on, Lord. You've got to know that I was just out all, you know how many times I threw that stupid net out there? And I, you know, I got a hubcap. Of course, there were no tires back then, but, you know, he's like, really? You ever have these conversations with God? I mean, honestly, you should. If that's what you're feeling, you should honestly have those conversations with him. Like, really, God? You're asking me to do that? Do you know what I just went through? Of course you know, but Really? So I'm just telling you, I'm agreeing with, with Engel. Like, have these conversations with God where you're, where you're wrestling with him. That's what Peter's doing here. But if you say so, <laughs> like he's not exuberant about this. Are you getting this? If you say so, I will throw out the nets. And so I do want to just tell you that obedience thing is huge. When you're going after your dreams, I'm telling you, the Lord's going to tell you some things at times that you're not going to want to do. Your flesh sure isn't going to want to do it. That part of you that just gets tired, that physical part that gets tired, it doesn't want to do things sometimes. God will give you the strength for sure. But, but I want to tell you, your yes is hugely important to God. Hugely important to him. He could do everything on his own. Of course he can. He's God, but that's not what he chooses to do. He says, would you, you know, would you pick up that hammer with me? I'll, I'll do it with you, but I need you to say yes to grabbing that thing. Okay, that's just, that's the way it works. That's the way he chooses. I'll tell you why he chooses to do that. You ready for this? Because he's a great daddy. Amen. Amen. That's why he does it. Because he loves you. He made you to make a difference. And he's like, I don't, I don't want you, I don't want your life just to fritter away. I want you to make a difference. Come on, let's do this together. But I need your yes. Okay, so Peter says, I'll do it. Okay, Lord, I'll do it. Are you happy? I'll do it. (laughs) And when they had done this, they netted such a huge number of fish that their nets began to tear. (laughs) So they signaled to their other companions in the other boat, come help. And when they came, they filled both boats to the sinking point. Holy cow. I guess holy fish is actually more appropriate. (laughs) 
holy herring or something. Uh, <laughs> um, let me read a little bit more and then I'm going to stop again. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus saying, leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. He's like, whoa, who are you? For he and all his companions were completely awestruck at the catch they had made. So also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were Simon's partners. I'll get back to that in a minute. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, it's people you'll be catching. And then bringing their boats back to the land, they left everything and they followed him. Um, I want to talk about partnering with God. Right? I I told you that's the theme tonight. So... The main thing that happened here is that Peter partnered with Jesus. Um, that was a really smart move. I want to say to all of you, really smart move if you want to partner with Jesus. What does that mean? It means that when Peter asked him, uh, can I use your stuff? Can I use what I gave you? Can we go help people? And can I just bless your socks off? Peter said yes. He partnered with Jesus. What happened to his boat? I mentioned this last week. Uh, but it moved from the earthly realm, the, the, the curse system under Adam, and it moved into the kingdom realm, into Papa's realm of the kingdom where, there is, where there's no lack. And in that place, the fish are jumping in. Jesus literally took it from this place to this place, and that was the difference. Because Peter partnered with Jesus, he gets what Jesus gets. See, we can do a lot of things for God and wonder why they're not bearing any fruit. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. It sure seems like we're doing a lot, doesn't it, out here? Like, wow, I don't get that verse because I think I can do all kinds of things apart from him. He's like, yeah, but, but... there's no fruit in it. There's, you're out here and you're making yourself really tired and you're, you're doing a lot of stuff, but you're not seeing much return, are you? How about you partner with me and we bring this into my father's kingdom and you watch the return you get. So partnering with Jesus, partnering with the Lord by saying yes to him, by taking what he already gave you and saying yes to moving it into the kingdom realm. Wow. Okay, now you get what Jesus gets because you're partners with him. By the way, if you are, I don't care what you're doing out here. If you are a student, if you're a business in a business, if you're a teacher, whatever it is. Can I just encourage you, like even tonight, maybe during communion, it'd be a great time to do it. Would you invite the Lord personally to be your partner if you've never done that? Speak it out. I. Uh, on, this is an honest, honest truth here. Blazing Fire is, is, you know, we're, what, 11 years old as a church. Really early on, I said to Jesus, Jesus, you are the senior pastor of Blazing Fire Church. He is, right? Because he's the senior shepherd. I'm not. Do you know how much pressure that takes off of me? Woo! <laughs> I'm not the senior dude. He is. But I'm telling you, by, by my choice to do that, that was smart. That was just smart because I've partnered with him. Now, now I get his, I get his payment. You know, I get what Jesus gets. So, whatever you are doing in life, would you? I, I mean, I just think it'd be the smartest thing in the world to ask him to, to be your partner, even if you don't, even if you're not doing anything. Let's say you're unemployed. Well, how do I have a partner? Lord, would you partner with me 
to, um, to get me a job? Would you be my partner? Don't we pay people actually to help us sometimes get jobs? How about Jesus? Wow. That's, you know, kind of cool. So, um, so that's one part is we're partnering with the Lord, but also check out in this story, there's another partnering going on. It says that John and James were Peter's partner. That's what it says. They were his partners. Why is that significant? Think about this. Did, did James and John do anything to get this fish? I mean, other than, hey, come on over, and they did, once they saw the fish up there. But, but check it out. It was Peter who exercised the faith. It was Peter who said yes to Jesus. It was Peter who said, you can use my boat. And then when all of a sudden this deluge comes in, his friends get in on the deal. Why? Oh, because they're his partners. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. But it's pretty darn important because who you partner with is, is really important. You, you get what they get. When I mentioned this a little bit last week, but when, when Blazing Fire was uh, what just began, we partnered ourselves with Bethel Church in Reading. We par- I partnered myself with Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton, who are spiritual dads to me. Oh my gosh, that was the smartest thing we could have ever done. Um, because, uh, actually we went up to Bethel, and um, I, it, as far as I know, to this day, we're the only church, this is when they were a lot smaller, not, you know, not quite so much demand on them, this is again 11 years ago, group of us went up there and we, because we said to them, we want to get a blessing. We want to go to your Sunday morning service and we'd love for you to pray over us. So just like we pray over people up here, we were up in front of Bethel, our whole team, and they prayed over us and laid hands on us. And then when we were done, our, our whole church, which was pretty small at the time, 20 of us or something, get up there. And then as we came down from the steps, Chris and Kathy were there and did the whole anointing us with swords thing. You know, Suzanne and I, it was the coolest thing in the world. Now, but why is that so important? I'm telling you so much of what you experience here is because we partnered with them. We, we linked up with them. And, and so what, this is honestly true. What Bill gets we get, I get, you get. What Chris gets, I get. What, what does that really mean? That means, you know, the brilliance of Bill Johnson in the whole realm of, of ushering heaven to earth? I get that. That's part of my inheritance. You know, Chris's brilliance of, of uh, the, the, you know, the whole New Testament prophet and bringing words from the Lord, accurate words with grace and honor. We get all that. We get Danny Silk's brilliance with relationships. I mean, I could go, you know... Paul Manwaring's brilliance with administration. It, we get all of it. And believe me, we tapped into it over and over again, haven't we? <laughs> In so many ways. So uh, I'm telling you that because this partner thing, it actually is, is a kingdom principle. Um, it's real. And uh, let's see what's next here. I wanted to show you some of the ministries that Blazing Fire partners with. This is not all the ministries. When I say partner with, what do I mean? I mean we actually make financial investment. We we. We, we uh, sow money into these places. Uh, Global Legacy, first and foremost. What is that? That's Bethel Church's organization for all the churches that want to be part of them. So what I'm trying to tell you is we not only went there and got a blessing, but we are every month, we are financially, we're sowing into them. We're saying we, we believe in you guys. And, um, and what we get back isn't money. 
so we're pouring into them. They're not, they don't send us a check back every month and say, here you go. What we get back is something way better than money. We're getting, we're getting riches galore. Global celebration. Relationship. relationship exactly. That's exactly what we're getting. Global uh, celebration. That's Georgian Banoff. You know, the, the, the joy and the finished work of the cross. Inlet connection is Doug Addison, the one that took us out on the streets. I mean, so many of the outreaches that we're doing out on the streets, all the different festivals and things that we do that's mentioned there at the end, the emissions and outreaches, that we can trace that all back to Doug Addison who came and got us out on the streets and we continue to bless him and his ministry. Iris Ministries, that's Heidi Baker and all the miracles going on there. Dunamis Ministries, that's Bill and Carol who will be here on Thursday. We have, we have relationship with all these people. Um, the East Bay House of Prayer and the SF Hop. So the whole uh, the whole IHOP thing is just uh, the House of Prayer thing is uh, we're, we're, we we sow into all that. Sukkot Halal is another House of Prayer that's in Jerusalem. We've been there several times because it's super important to us that we sow into into Israel, into Jerusalem, and into the whole House of Prayer movement because they're over there praying for revival from right inside, almost inside the old walls of the city. It's pretty awesome. Shepherd's Gate and Valley Pregnancy Center are two organizations here in the area that just do amazing things for homeless women and pregnant women. And um, Why do I show you all that? That's not even a complete list. But we do that because we want to. Because what we're sowing into, we get back from. Um, and, and taking that one step further, um, this is, that's actually the uh, image we used at Blazing Fire when we were, we were first new. This is what I want to tell you. If you want more of what Blazing Fire is all about, which is intimacy with God, freedom in the spirit, supernatural living, growing up in maturity and love, permission to be great and run with your dreams to change the world. If, if those are things you want, then unapologetically, I'm urging you actually to sow seeds into Blazing Fire Church. Do you know that in 12 years or 11 years, I've never said this? I've never said this. Because, and I explained this last week. I said because, because of the abuses of, you know, the manipulation sometimes that exists of, of, of people asking for money, I have been so far on the other end of the pendulum that I never talk about it. And honestly, I'm finally coming to an understanding. I'm actually ripping you off. This is honest truth. If I don't at least explain this to you and tell you how the kingdom works. Because many of you are going, oh my gosh, I got dreams, I got, but I seem to be stuck. And I'm not even telling you one of the huge keys of the kingdom, which is who you're partnering up with, has a lot to do with what gets poured right back into you to go after your dreams. That, that's honestly true. And I'm finally, you know, again, I guess having some of the courage to say it as well. Because, um, because... I'm not actually, I'm actually not really talking about blazing fire. I'm saying find the place, find the place or places that you are, that you, where you seeing the fruit of what's your life, what you want to have in your life, start sowing it in because you will get back from it. Where am I getting this? Am I making this up? Second Corinthians nine, six to 11. What I mean is this, the one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. The one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. Everyone should give what they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with, a, with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. This first picture, I just chose that because not only is she running through you know, these 
purple flowers, rows and rows of purple flowers that someone sowed those seeds at some point. But it's because of that childlike heart. It's like, that's what Papa wants. He's like, when you choose to give, this is why I want you to give. Do it like a child who's happy. And this is the rest of that verse. Um, It says, God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. Let me stop for a minute. Grace is is God's ability that becomes our ability. So maybe a different definition of grace than you've heard before, but God's ability that becomes our ability. It's by grace that we're saved. How are we saved? Well, really, it was God doing it for us, and God did it through us. We had to agree, but it was his ability that became ours. So so the reason why I say that is because when he says, I'm going to make all grace abound to you, just like Angela said, it's, it's not that everything's going to just be, woo, there you go. So, you know, could he do that? Of course he could kind of think that's a little bit about what heaven's going to be like. But anyway, um, of course he could, but instead what he's saying is all grace, my ability becomes yours so that what you need to go after your dreams, he says, come to me. You know, dun, 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 dun. come to me and listen to me. I'm going to give you the ideas. I'm going to give you my courage to go after them. I'm going to give you the right people that are going to come in your path as you take the steps. I guarantee you this is the way it works. It is the way it works. So you've got to go after your dreams. You have to. I'm so proud of Candy for, you know, for for in one week's time saying, I'm going for it. I don't know where, you already said, you don't know where it's going to lead. You, you just take the next step. That's all we can do. But we actually have to have the courage to do it. Okay? Um, let me keep going. That way you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, he scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy. His righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Let me just tell you something. Um, God, God doesn't get a lot of credit or glory, if you want to put it that way, I mean that word, um, when we don't have anything to give. Because actually he's a very giving father. He's a very giving father and he wants us to accurately represent him. He wants us to be givers all the time, everywhere we go. And as we get this idea that it's actually, um, we're representing his heart, that he says, oh, come on kids, get this, get this, get this. Because the more you sow, he says, I promise, the greater the harvest that's coming back. Any, any farmer, think about this just for a minute. If you, were, um, if you had a bad crop, some of you, you know, we go through hard times sometimes. If you had a bad crop this year, would it make any sense to like, next year I'm only going to sow about half the seeds, maybe a quarter of the seeds, because I just don't have enough. And how is that farmer ever going to come back around? It's not going to happen. Um, and so in the same way, sometimes fear causes us just to shut down. I'm going to save what little I have. We get in this mode of just, you know, hunkering down and we're missing the whole joy of living. 
we're missing the joy of going after our dreams. We're missing the joy of partnering with God and saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. See, he needs this childlikeness in you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but this is what you told me to do. So I'm going to take some steps and I'm going to watch who comes into my life. I'm going to sow where you say to give. I'm going to see you want to, He wants you to be part of this whole process with him. Okay. Almost done here. The, the parable of the talents um, in Matthew 25, not going to read that one. It's a long, it's a long one, um, which is very worth reading, but I just want to reference it. When we talk about the talents, how, how many times have you heard this sermon? And, and so often I hear it talked about talents as in, in our English language, meaning what skills, what, you know, has God given you, um, you know what I'm saying? The talents. What talents do you have to use for him? While that's not a bad analogy, that's actually not what the scripture is about. Talents actually are money. It, it, it was money. Oh, when did that happen? We're going to do that in a minute. Um, talents, talents are actually money. Um, and so, this, as the story goes, Jesus says, hey, ma- master was taking off. He had his servants. He called three of them. He said, you, I'm going to give five talents to. I want you to, I want you to do something with that. Take care of it. Multiply it. You're going to give two talents to. You're going to, I'm going to give one to. How did he know who to give the five and the two and the one to? How did he know? I'll just tell you, because they already, he already had those servants. He didn't just hire them that day. He already knew what they were all about. He, had, he, he saw which servants were the ones that took care of and multiplied what he gave him. He's like, dude, you're amazing. Because whatever I give you, you just, you just trust me. You go out and do you know, things with crazy faith. You go for it. I want to give you a bunch because you know what to do with that. You, you're doing pretty good. Here's two. You, mm, not so good. I'm going to give you one. Let's see how you do with that. He's, he's a smart uh, investor. He's a great father too. Does he love the one talent son any less than the five? Heavens no. No, 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 no. But so the five, the two, and the one. Um, and, and what happens, of course, is that the person with five makes five more. Hey, he's a five talent guy. He knew how to do that. The one that has two makes two more. The one that has one, oops, he buried it. Um, <laughs> Because, you know why he buried it? Because he didn't know who his father was. That's the honest truth. He didn't know who his father was. He said, I heard you were really a hard man. And um, and God says, well, if you heard that, if you really thought that, the least you could do is put it in the bank. Um, meaning, understand this. At no time in that parable did the father agree with that assessment. He never said, you hit it spot on, son. I'm really hard. I'm awful. No, he just said, if that's really what you believed, could you at least have done that? Um, how do you, this is what I, the point I want to make from this also, is how, how do you become a five-talent person, meaning the one that God says, here you go. I'm going to give you lots. How you do it? Honesty is you take care of the one and you take care of the two and then you take care of the five and then you take care of the ten. And then actually in another uh, book, I think it's um, Matthew's version, he starts giving you authority over cities. Are you kidding me? That's exactly what it says. And I'm watching these guys at Bethel. I'm watching it happen. I'm watching Leif Hetland and 
Bill and Chris and others, God is giving them authority over kings, over princes, over all kinds of people, over cities. It's crazy. How did they get there? Oh, because way back here, they said yes. And they stepped out with courage. And they, and they just did with what God gave them. See, you can't look around and tell me, well, I'm not talented like so-and-so. I don't have the resources. God's not concerned. That's not your problem. He says, can I use what I gave you? That's his first question. Okay? And if so, he says, can, can we do this? And, and he waits for your yes. And the more you say yes, the more and more and more he invests in you. Okay? I told you last week, this isn't, we're not um, talking about money in order to make money so that you feel more secure. How much money would that take for you to feel secure, by the way? There's, there's no end to it. In fact, I told you this a long time ago, but the ministries, honestly, the ministries that are out there making huge differences in the world right now, the people that are doing these things, they trusted God for $1,000 a month. And then they got into a TV ministry and had to trust him for 50000 a month. And then they started feeding you know, a whole nations and had to trust him for millions a month. So in other words, they need God just as desperately here as they did back here. It's just a huge, much more amount. But now their hearts, they have had such a history of watching what God did that now for them to step out and expect five million or whatever they need to do what he told them to do is not a problem. But they didn't, they didn't jump from here to there. They, they had to say yes, 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 yes. That's how they got there. And you can do that. Wherever you are in this process, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So we actually are done. That was, I, there's a lot, a lot of places I could go, but, but we're done. I'm, I, I want to, this is what I want to do. There's two things we're doing tonight. We're going to make some declarations. I'm a big declaration guy, meaning what comes out of your mouth is prophesying to your future. So you can already read them so that you're not saying, Brent, are you tricking me into saying something I don't want to say? It's all there. Pretty much comes from my message. The next thing we're going to do after that is we're going to take communion up here. We're going to have three stations. And um, I'll tell you why in just a minute um, that we're going to take communion. All right. So would you please stand? Because we're going to agree with God. Honestly, here's my last encouragement to you before we do it. Um, Can you... I can't make you, but can you say it like you really mean it? It makes a big difference. You know, okay, God, it's like, no, no, no. Come on, let's say it like we mean it. So, together, I am God's son. I am alive to make a difference. I hear God's voice. God has placed dreams within me. I am alive to those dreams. I am a world changer. I am a partner with God. I am wisely steward. He has trusted to me. With God, all things are possible. In Christ, I have more than enough. In Christ, there is more than enough. Come on up, elders. I wanted the elders specifically to, um, to serve communion tonight because we talked about partnering. I want, 
I want you to receive, literally, this receive from our elders, like as they, as they pour out to you. Because as you come up for communion, and, and elders kind of listen in with one ear as you're doing this. As you come up for communion, I, I want our elders to be able to, to say to you, in Christ there is more than enough, as you are taking communion. And I want you to agree with them. However you want to do that, but... I mean, something like, yes, I have more than enough in Christ. Whatever you want to say, but I want you to be a partner with this. You have everything in Christ. Angela said earlier, it's this mind shift. You actually have to believe that these things are true. So, um, so as you come up, you guys are going to have the wine? Who has the wine? Okay. So where are you going to be? Why don't you be in the middle? Okay. Lonnie and Angela are going to be in the middle. And they have the... Woo! They have the wine. And on the two sides, uh, Russ and Susan, myself and Suzanne will be on the two sides. We have grape juice. Um, and uh, we take an intinction, which means that you're taking a piece of bread and dipping it in and eating it. Okay? And we, again, we're going to be telling you, in Christ, you have more than enough. All right? And you're going to come in and agree however you want to. If you need to spend time with the Lord right now, this would be a great time to do it. Like after you take communion, if you want to sit down and make him your partner, if you want to, um, you know, ask him to renew your dreams, anything like that, please take the time to do that. Carla is going to come up and she's actually going to soak you some more with some worship, with some yummy worship for you to be able just to enjoy. All right. So Jesus, we thank you. That you came to prove to us that, that God is good. Amen. That he so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish, but would have everlasting life. Jesus, you came to fulfill the covenant promise of God always being for us, never against us. And I am asking, we are asking, Holy Spirit, as we are in agreement tonight, as we take communion in our in agreement, Jesus did enough for us to have the full inheritance, that there's, there's more than enough in Christ. As we agree with that, Holy Spirit, would you do something in our hearts? Would you cause even more of a shift for us to believe that to the core of our being and to go after our dreams wholeheartedly with you, always with you, not for you, but with you in Jesus' name. Amen. So please come forward as you're ready.